experience the terror, the exquisite fear that I inspire in those who dare oppose me. At best, your befogged mind can merely twitch in awe. Master, that's not fair. I can never mind. I am my best audience. But I graciously consent to allow you to be in my presence. Oh, thank you, Master. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome to the Room Prime Podcast. It is Room Prime. Today's date is March 10th, 2021. I uh, hope all the mothers out there who who are listening to this show had a great Mother's Day weekend. Whoever went out to celebrate, hope you guys had fun. Uh, hope you guys were safe. And yeah, just want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there and especially my mom. Um, happy Mother's Day. I know it's Monday. Already told her, but you know, just in the podcasting world, different. And I figured, yeah, you know, just, just just give a shout out to the mom. But you know, mom, happy Mother's Day. Uh, love you. I know you put up with my with my ball crap, and <laughs> yeah. So happy Mother's Day to uh, Mama Prime, and um, and again. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And, yeah, just want to give that little, uh, get that little point across there. Anyway, guys, I want to thank you for listening to this new episode of the show. And I want to give a couple of shout outs. want to give a shout out to Juyari of the Juyari Show. I want to give a shout out to Juyari of the Juyari Show. Uh, he has a a podcast called the Juyari Show. He mostly talks about wrestling mainly, but we get into other topics like uh, culture, nerd culture, especially uh, comic books, movies, things of that nature. And I was on his show, did a couple episodes with him as a guest host, and it's fun. A lot of fun moments, I say. A lot of you know, PG thirteen, borderline. Nah, I'm just kidding. But uh, we had a good, you know, good time, good session. Uh, great guy. Um, I really appreciate him having me on. And and if you want to listen to more of me, and yeah, five bucks to spare. Please consider checking out his Patreon. Just search for Juyari. 89 just go to patreon.com slash juyari89 check out his content his patreon is recently new but he has a lot of content up there for you to enjoy and i have my own show up there with him and it's called worst of the worst where we just have a blast and i mean maybe you guys find it funny when we talk about bad movies and we just get so just we just get livid but it, it's a cool concept because there's a lot of shit in in the land of hollywood so much so that yeah and i i, I kind of want to do that but with the good stuff because it's easy just to berate all the bad stuff because it's easy it's like shooting fish in a barrel so i want to uh thank drew yari for having me on and having having my show on there 
and just something for us to do. And I appreciate him. Awesome guy, cool guy. You know, he's a Texan. You know, I'm from the East Coast. He's from, you know, Texas. You know, gotta gotta shout out all the fans out there in Texas. And he's a cool guy, so definitely check him check him out. Check out his content as well, if you may. Also, I want to shout out, give a great shout out to Filmer Boys. Uh, check out their podcast, Filmer Boys podcast, with hosts Floyd and Mari. Those are the two gentlemen from Fillmore, Brooklyn, to be exact. They discuss things like race, relationships, sports, gender roles, and much, much more. Uh, please check them out. Uh, Flory's a good, a good friend of mine. We were coworkers at one point, and great guy, old school, new school mentality. Love that uh, about the guy. Just keeps it real. He just keeps a hundred with you. And again, two guys. They bring topics. They discuss. It's sort of a round table. Uh, something that I I tried with uh, friends of mine. During the roundtable days And you can check those episodes out On My website RoomPrimeTV.com And you can just check out Those episodes there of mine With uh, my co-hosts Great guys Rom himself and Agent Neil And that's where I got the idea For the Roundtable style podcast Um those guys, those two gentlemen from Fillmore, Brooklyn, to be exact. Check out the Fillmore Boys podcast if you may. Good stuff. They're on SoundCloud, but they're all over where you can listen to podcasts. If you have an Android phone, if you have a iPhone, tablet, what have you, on your computer as well, you can listen to them too. So there you go. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Four Kings. Shoutouts to Rome himself, Follow Your Dreams, Super Freak 187, and Cosmic Kaiser 6. Uh, those are the four kings. And they have a great community. They have an amazing community. And definitely check out their Discord. I will definitely put that in the show notes. I'll put all the stuff in the show notes below. So don't you worry. And let's see Today I have some stuff to talk about We're going to discuss SNL uh, Oh SNL, SNL how the, how the Mighty Have Fallen I'm so surprised why Matt TV isn't still on And you have this crap on TV every Saturday night It it's just baffles my mind Mad TV was so hilarious, so much better, and we got this crap. But you know, of course, when you're dealing with comedy and and when everything's politicized and cringy, that's what you have. Yes, I you have Saturday Night Live. Uh, but we're gonna be talking about that. Elon Musk was a guest on the show. He hosted it, and yeah, we were expecting Dogecoin to you know. Hit some new heights, but it didn't actually crashed uh, during well, in the beginning. It went up and then it crashed down. And of course, we can blame SNL and we can kind of blame. I wouldn't say blame Elon Musk entirely because again, like you go there, you gotta 
go with the script and just the whole environment was just cringy and you know of course you're not gonna turn down something that live when you're a prominent personality and you know billionaire so we expect the big things that didn't happen but you know it is what it is uh also uh, speaking of just crashes and just fall from graces, uh, EDP four four five. We're gonna talk about that drama. We're gonna hint on that. Uh, we're gonna talk about a Amazon Prime uh, video show. It's Invincible. It's called Invincible, and it's a great show. One of the best shows on Amazon Prime Video. I'm gonna give my quick review, quick thoughts about it. Uh, also want to talk about just the Biden presidency as a whole. Get my commentary on that. Just just a quick, you know, sound bite. Since people love sound bites, you know, they really don't like getting to in the nitty gritty. I'll, I'll get in the, in the nitty gritty, but just I just don't want to spend too much time on it because then I feel like I'm gonna get uh, dementia just talking about Biden. But you know, it is what it is. Um, we're gonna just talk about that. Also, Kevin Samuels. We're gonna, you know, talk a little bit about Kevin Samuels as well, and also the tweet of the week. Something new. Well, not new. You know, I didn't. This is not my thing. I didn't coin or came up with this invention, but it's something I figure. Hey, you know, I see a lot of stuff on Twitter, and I want to highlight someone on on Twitter that's speaking truth or said something really cool, really funny or really cringe. But this week is really uh just truthful and down earth and we're gonna talk about her tweet and the end of the show. So uh before we get into that, please check out my content, roomprimetv.com. That's my website. Also Twitter, like we mentioned, I'm on Twitter Twitter.com slash room prime underscore three. Also Instagram at room prime podcast, Facebook at room prime podcast and my podcast, including the one you listen to. It's available on all major podcasting platforms. So again, Droid, iPhone, tablet, even on your computer, laptop, you know, you can listen to it. And we're gonna we hit on all topics. We we talk pop culture, nerd culture. Uh, get try not to get political, but you know it's just I mean everything's politicized, so you know screw it, right? <laughs> but we we try to just balance things out here, so that that's what we're talking about and our shows and trying to get guest hosts on. I'm trying to get people on. Because it's good to have banter Sometimes when you do these things alone It, it, it kind of it's I wouldn't say it's difficult But it's fun when you have guests on But when you gotta do solo When you gotta ride the rail solo When you gotta man the ship solo We do that so here we are now Okay showtime Dogecoin Saturday Night Live Elon Musk What do these things have in common Well Dogecoin is uh, It became a hit when Elon Musk Started tweeting about it About you know I believe a year ago And It was a meme Originally Dogecoin was a meme Is made as a joke currency uh, 
and it's insane how how much Dogecoin has become popular because of course you have uh, other cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin that are as as we speak right now it is at fifty six thousand dollars for one Bitcoin. Also Ethereum that it shot up it was I believe a thousand dollars a few months ago now it's at three thousand. Similar to how Bitcoin last year it shot up from a couple of thousand, you know, all the way to ten, twenty, thirty thousand. So, mind you, a lot of people. I mean, for the ones who can, they're mining cryptocurrency. They're using their their rigs to mine this Bitcoin or Ethereum or now Dogecoin. Well, Dogecoin is easier to get. You don't really need to mine it. People just buy it on uh, on services like Robinhood and um, not Coinbase, uh, Webull, another uh, financial like uh, apps where you can buy stocks and things like that. Cryptocurrency has been available. Just you know, just for you know, quick FYI. But people do mine Ethereum and Bitcoin. And people figure, hey, Dogecoin, it's cheap. Look at that. And, of course, Elon Musk, he's been tweeting about it. Every time he tweets about it, it goes up. People buy. And right now, as of uh, as of recording, it is at $0.45. Cents. So it's down. It's basically, it's basically down... Uh, 14.76%. So it, it suffered a crash. On uh, During the weekend, it hit a high of 70, 74 cents. Then it, it crashed down. You know, by the morning, it was at 42 cents. Now it's it, it went up, it, it shot up a little bit. But then it just came crashing down again. And, you know, again, once again, I feel like this is my opinion here. Like, it's going to go up, but it's going to take time. People, and I was, I guess, a part of it, but I knew that it wasn't going to be easy. Like, I think that the financial powers that be, ooh, scary. The financial powers that, you know, you know, the financial powers, uh, in question, the powers that be, they are concerned. They, they're watching because they saw how much Bitcoin rise, Ethereum rise, and also stocks like GameStop. You know, the whole GameStop craze. People just, hey, you gave us stimulus. You gave us, you given this all this money, so we're going to use it. The same thing that these hedge funds people have used to get rich. And they, they rig the game, they know the game, they control, you know, all the lovers. And the normal person, the average person, just decided, hey, we're just going to do what they do. And people didn't like that. And then everyone's panicking, everyone's cowering, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And they just put a halt. Robin Hood were one of these, one of these people that just said no we're not gonna allow trading for these apps they only allow people to sell so people panic sell 
And that's what happened last, you know, over the weekend, excuse me. Over the weekend, people were selling uh, Dogecoin. It went from 70, uh, 70, 74 cents, and it shot down all the way to 42 cents by Sunday, by Sunday morning. And yeah, um, it's going to go up, but I, I say give it time. Because I know when it hits a dollar, everyone's going to cash out, and that's when it's going to create a crash. So you're going to have these ebbs and flows. You're going to have when when things go up, people sell. When it goes down, people buy. So it's going to go back up. I'm not too concerned, but I am concerned of, you know, another GameStop happening where, you know, these financial tools like Robinhood and Webull in question, they're going to – uh Stop you from buying or or worse selling because if you can't sell and it goes down and it goes all your money if you can't if you can't buy and it's going down people are just gonna panic sell so they don't lose their money so when you're locked out from either or both it, people will panic and this is like the the every the every man the 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 average man the common man currency and it became it was a joke but it's a real thing now. People are accepting Doge all around. So we're going to read the article because the other thing that's in common with Elon Musk and Dogecoin is Saturday Night Live. And I hope this is the only time I get to talk about SNL because I watched half of the show. I, c- I couldn't watch the rest. It was so bad. And uh Jesus. It's just a lot of, to me, it's like looking, you see soy. What happens when everyone just has soy in their veins? And that that's, that's just it. Just soy, just, just, if soy was an actual living, breathing thing, well, we know soy, the soybean, all that. Yes, it's a living thing, it's a plant, but as a, as a, person a human being it's just full of cringe uh no testosterone all just all estrogen all betas all just just not funny not captivating so we do have a we do have a soy boy alert because when I watched that show, I felt like I was consuming soy, like the soy was coming through my my monitor when I was watching. I was like, oh, my God. The only there was a few things that were funny. Elon Musk, uh, uh, his monologue was, it was OK. There was some forced jokes, but, you know, it's 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 a script. We all know this, but it was there was some funny parts. His mom being on was nice. And one of the things that brought, I guess, brought the currency down was that he, his mom said, oh, you better not, you better not give me a, a Dogecoin for Mother's Day. And then he said, it is, that's the gift. And yeah, <laughs> so that, that, that kind of killed it right there. And then these jokes, a lot of these jokes just, just killed, um, it, it just Killed the vibe of the show when people just started selling, and it's just so out of touch. These people are in in SNL. They're so out of touch, and 
it's crazy. It's crazy how the the ratings were high because a lot of people were watching it. They were curious to see how you know, what Elon Musk was going to say, and he's one of the most influential people on the planet. So of course people are going to watch. The guy actually going to suffer through watching SNL, but it was a letdown. But a lot of people watched. You know, they're waiting to see, hey, look what he's going to say. Is he going to say something that's going to bring Dogecoin up? But it just went down. But it will go up again. So we're going we're gonna to read read this really quick. Uh, Dogecoin sinks to uh, 43 cents a day after Elon Musk's SNL appearance. A bleak day for Doge holders who were gearing up for a good weekend until SNL happened. And this was on, this published on May 9th. Let's see, day by day, Elon Musk sends rockets to space. But on Saturday Night Live, the Tesla and SpaceX CEO send Dogecoin spiraling back down to Earth after his appearance shaved 30% off the coin's price overnight. Dogecoin remained trapped in the, in the mirror, in the mire, excuse me, all day, sinking as low as 43 cents. So it, 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 it sank. Like it stood at that 43. At the between the upper forties, uh, low fifties, because you know p- people don't see much confidence. It 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 soared. It, it's I'm looking at the chart. It soared uh, May eighth at one a.m. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it soared on Saturday morning. It was going up. I was I woke up and I saw how high Dogecoin was and people were anticipating they were buying. And then as soon as the show started, it, it crashed. Like as the show went along, like it, it it went down a little bit, but it went back up and then it just crashed down. Like one of those roller coasters, but it's not fun because people have money tied into it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yesterday evening, well Saturday evening. Uh, Musk appeared on SNL with a couple of most anticipated Dogecoin gaps, uh, excuse me, gabs uh, on his sleeve. Just four minutes into the show, Dogecoin began, began to plummet from a height of 69 cents. Very nice. It bottomed out at 49 cents an hour earlier, according to the cryptocurrency data aggravator, coin market cap. Good. That's a good site right here. Uh, during his opening monologue, Musk brought his mom. What I said earlier, uh, Musk brought his uh, brought his mom on stage for a few labored Dogecoin jokes. The pair of them spoke about Mother's Day, which falls today. Well, it falls Sunday, yesterday. With uh, Mother saying, "Musk," uh, with Mother Musk saying, "I'm excited for my Mother's Day gift. I just hope it's not Dogecoin." And Musk replied, "It is," and that's what brought Doge down. Um. Again, I feel like this is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a sabotage. I'm not going to say it's a sabotage, but not a self-sabotage, I'd say. It's a sabotage, but not a self-sabotage. I don't think Musk did anything intentional to to bring it down, but the, the jokes that they were hitting on the show weren't helping. They weren't helping a lot. And, you know, again, that's what we have here. Just 
just out of touch No comedic bone in their body or some I, I, Maybe they used to But because of just how Politically charged everything is You, you can't be funny I guess Being SJW like Means that you're not funny Or whatever you find funny Isn't actually funny at all Because It was only like a handful of jokes That were actually You know In, in skits There was like one skit with the With the Uh Super Mario in court, you know, and Elon Musk being, uh, he was dressed up as, uh, as a Wario. That was cool. And then they, they showed, uh, enlargement of, uh, of, uh, Luigi's dick. You know, it was all right, but everything else was just bad, cringe. And again, not his fault, not all of his fault, but, it's just standing live. It's just a vacuum of uh, comedy. So that's where we're at. But, you know, we, we, we saw it, kind of disappointed. But, you know, for those who are holding Dogecoin, just, just hold on. I would, say, I would say don't sell everything because then if it goes up, then you're going to miss out. Unless, which I wouldn't recommend... I wouldn't recommend uh, people just have, just put everything, to be honest. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put everything up. Like, just put a small, good amount, whatever you can afford. And when it goes up, especially when it hits that dollar, sell half. That way you have stake in the game. And that's with everything. When you're dealing with anything financial, don't sell everything because it's going to shoot up You're going to have your highs and lows But if you sell everything And then when it goes up You're going to feel like shit So best thing to do is sell half Sell a good amount But still have some stake in the game And then when it shoots back up You're going to make more money And then when you have that, that second high Or that third high You sell half And then when it goes up That's how millionaires and billionaires make their money because they don't sell everything. They just diversify what they're, you know, what they're doing. And I see a lot of a lot of people sold Dogecoin when it was at thirty cents, forty cents, and then the shot was like, "Oh no, I shouldn't have sold all my Dogecoins." Like, just stay in the game. It's it's tempting. Like I, I've had you know just thoughts about just you know selling everything. It's like, no, I'm just gonna when it's a dollar. I'll sell, but not everything. And people that are listening to this who have Dogecoin, just be patient, hold out. When it hits that dollar, sell a good amount, and then you still have some stake in the game. But you know, this lesson has taught us that just just SNL was not funny. And I hope people didn't put all the eggs in one basket. I hope people were were smart. You know, it's a, it's no longer a joke uh, a joke currency. It's it's a it's legit currency. People are offering it. You know, they're you know it's it's a thing, and we just got to be careful because you know with what happened with GameStop, I'm I'm super worried. I always have that fear that they're gonna pull another GameStop. In, in terms of the powers that be are gonna flip the levers of power and they're gonna do their thing, and and it's happened. It's just that. People saw it right, just right in real time 
with how they did GameStop. People making money, they didn't like that. So that's why I'm very worried, and you should be too. And you know, I'm not here off. I'm not here telling you what to do with your money. I'm not a financial advisor, but just stuff that I will do. If you have anything, just be careful. You know, when you feel like it's too hot, just get out. But if you want stake in the game, don't sell everything. You know, just always have something in the game. Don't sell everything, but don't st- don't stay in. Don't be stubborn either. So that's just what I would do. Um, but anything like stocks and other cryptocurrencies, just find the financial some someone that knows their stuff. You know, I know a little bit, but I don't know everything. So that's just me letting you know. So that way, there isn't any any misconceptions here. But it's uh, it's it's really unfortunate, though. It's really unfortunate that uh, you know, it, it it crashed like it did. But I mean, people are still holding. I'm holding. I'm still holding. It's it's just something that. That's just how it is sometimes, but we just got to be more smart about it. But uh, what can we do? But speaking of crashes and just dumps, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we got to talk about EDP. Um, we got to talk about this, about this guy. Um, so EDP was in the center of controversy. Since he was caught trying to uh, basically have sex with a underage girl. And he's been caught many times before by, you know, other, you know, YouTubers and things like that. But this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, don't make fat jokes, Ruben. Don't make them. <laughs> Again, again, the shooting—it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Like it's it's easy, so I'm not gonna do it because it is a, a serious topic. But basically, this man um is read a little bit about the about his about section. Uh, let's see, and he's uh, he's younger. He's younger than I am. Okay, EDP four four five short for Eat That Pussy four four five. Again, not gonna make any jokes, but his username, you know, it's it's abbreviated for Eat That Pussy, and it's crazy that it's found out that he's been he's been outed like as a virgin. And look, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin when you know. Obviously, when when you're ready, you're ready. But when you're out here claiming that it is this this big boss that you can get females, da da da. But you're out here, you know, you're out here basically being caught as, as a pedophile and talking to underage girls and trying to have sex with them and things like that. And you're getting caught, you know, trying to. You know, trying to get you know to this you know decoy because it was a decoy that that they that they used to get EDP. 
Like you're not a, you're, you're you're not eating anything. I mean, he is eating everything, but you're not eating pussy. Pussy is one thing you're not eating. You're eating everything else but pussy. So just the fact that I, I just don't get when it comes to YouTubers and and you know the the younger generation. I don't get why. Um, I just don't know why a lot of these YouTubers are are you know found out to be pedals that they exposed for being pedals. And I'm sorry, whenever I get successful, I'm not answering my DMs. The only way if I answer my my DMs or what have you, if we know each other in real life, if we've been friends for a long time, I will I will not answer any random person's DMs. And the fact that he had before his channel was deleted Two million plus subscribers on YouTube He got popular And you know we're gonna read that Just just quickly because I don't want to get Stay on this for a long time because I do have Something to say Let's see Okay uh, H30 better known online as EDP 445 Short for Eat That Pussy 445 is an American former YouTuber known for his rant videos and being a fan of the American football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian uploaded, and his real name is Brian, uh, uploaded uh, videos of rants, vlogs, cooking, reviews, and gaming. His channels included EDP 445 2.0, which is deleted, EDP Gaming 1, and Chaotic Kitchen 445, which is cooking. Initially gained popularity in the sports community for his rant videos, but since t- 2015, his popularity once transcended to several internet communities with his video, Eagles Traded McCoy, WTF, with a bunch of exclamation marks, Goran Barrow. He has been popular, been a popular subject of internet memes, and several of his older, now deleted videos ex- experienced newfound popularity, such as I flooded the toilet in Chipotle and nearly shitted myself at school. I mean, again, nowadays how you get viral is is uh, you just do a bunch of ridiculous stuff. That's how you get popular. It's not you know through talent or having anything profound to say. And listen, you can. Be, I'm all for a comedy. Something we, we need that because, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, SNL is not comedy. It's not funny. But there's a difference between being funny and just being. Just making a fool out of yourself, but you know that's just me. And people have told me that you know many of his you know content, a lot of his videos are you know were funny, you know, but just controversy follows this man, and you know he just was was weak. Uh, anywho, between July 2020 and April 2021, which was last month. Well, Bryant was involved in allegations of child grooming and pedophilia, which would tarnish his reputation and led to the termination of his YouTube channel in April 2021. His channels, EDP 445 and his 2.0 channel, were terminated on April 27, 2021. And Bryant deleted all his videos on April 24, 2021, confirming the announced shutdown. So. We're going to go all the way down. Okay. 
July 9th, 2020, Brian released a video clearing up rumors that he's been uh, voice chatting with underage minors. His fan base thought nothing of it, but was some uh, some claiming that it was just a Karen trying to get Brian for saying that he would run for president. Yeah, he, he did have like tr- uh, Trump videos. You know, he had like some uh, crazy videos. I mean, again, again, people can talk what, you know, they can say as long as it's not hurting themselves or the people, if it's not pedophilia, you know, you, you can be just wild and, and crazy, but don't do that. And clearly this guy has done that and just oof. let's see October uh, 14 2020 YouTuber called Raven release eight uh, episode eight of a series slaughterhouse and the video called Raven showed proof that EDP had indeed been messaging messaging minors and showed multiple conversations with him trying to hook up with underage girls even after that video Cole Raven continued to release new evidence eventually sent account of his of his own acting as a underage decoy which Brian fell for so this isn't the first time that Brian has fell for decoys and if you have a little kid saying oh I'll do this that and the other two or, or someone posing as a little kid you gotta be careful like th- you know there's just instances where you know there's people out there who will try to trap you know individuals but we know EDP is, is a pedophile. So there's no, there's still entrapment because at the same time, you know, the, the predator poachers, Chuck Goldstein, and they fucked up. They have a role in this story. But there is, there is a case for entrapment. And since they, they fucked up the case, um, basically he can go free. He can be acquitted of, of, of the charges against him, but still, we know that he's a pedophile. Uh, anywho, around November 13th and through the 15th of 2020, videos deleted, of course. Uh, Brian released a video titled My Response to Code Raven. In the video, he's seen eating at Wingstop. I never had Wingstop. I gotta at least try it once. While in the middle of the video, he pulls out and cocks his 1911 mil spec 45 millimeter stainless steel handgun and continue to eat his food so he just basically pulled out his gun it's been reports that he has like a bunch of guns and things like that so this isn't surprising on november 17th edp read out a donation on his live stream brian deletes his live streams after he's done streaming asked asking about allegations which he responded with a group of no life no life ass, no pussy gang motherfuckers decided to make a fuckload of fake accounts pretending to be fucking girls and like a dumbass I fell for it. Now everyone thinks I'm on this fucking pedal shit. Quote unquote. That same day YouTuber drama alert. Oh boy. When you have drama alert, you know drama will follow. Oh, of course. Invited Cole Raven on the show to give give some insight onto the situation. The video in question is on Storyfire because Keemstar thought that the video's subject matter would be too harsh against YouTube CEO. Uh, Brian was invited too, but he did not respond. Instead, that same day, Brian released two response videos directed towards Core Raven. One video since deleted was 10 minutes long, and this video 
He stated, I do not care about the law. She's 15 through 17. It's okay as long as she's wearing skimpy clothing. Of course. On And yeah, this is... There's some states and some countries where the legal age of consent is lower. You know, here it's 18, some places are 21, other places are 16, 15. It's like, oof. I just, like, I, I get uncomfortable talking about this because it's it's like, you know, on the internet, and I'm going to say this. There's just... When it comes to having children on on the internet, I feel like you got to be a certain age to go on the internet because there's a lot of predators out here, and and kids are innocent. They're like, oh, you know, they're, they're curious, you know, they don't want to disappoint people, they don't want to like say no. But we just got to do, you know, as you know, if you have you know younger siblings, you know, your brother or sister has younger siblings. Or if you're a parent, godparent, whatever, you got to do your job. So that way, you know, as as parents, guardians, what have you. So that way, if you're going to have your kid surfing on the net, make sure that you have parental controls. Make sure that they're not speaking to anyone. They're not going on any apps, any websites. Because, you know, it's just real. Like, there, there's a lot of, you know, just sneaky, very sneaky pieces of garbage and is one of the things that just makes this world just shitty, shittier than it is. And you just have a lot of these predators out here preying on children. Like it's like it's worse in real life, but it's ten times worse online when someone could be could be anyone. They could pretend to be anyone. And it, and again, it's also crazy that. Like someone that had YouTube fame and success in EDP 445, the reason why that he went, you know, after, you know, children and all that, first of all, it's just a sick motherfucker and not excusing his behavior because his behavior is fucked up. No way of slicing it, but it's definitely some psychological problems and. And you look at him like he, he's he's big. He was a fucking tank. And you know, you he eats, he consumes a lot of you know, just watches a lot of porn. He basically cut himself slowly. And you see that. And when he when he's he's he said in that video when he was confronted by Chuck Goldstein and, you know, the Purder Poachers and whatnot, like he said that he's lonely like the reason why he does the things he does because he's lonely he doesn't have any friends blah blah blah. it's it's sad at the same time like people should know better he should know better at at the same token it's sad but at the same time he has to do something to where listen at you know he was getting you know he was getting you know just money of thousands you know tens of thousands of dollars like he he had youtube fame i know he was like on tosh 2.0 i believe like all that money you have you can buy yourself fucking fucking vagina why go out the kids the, the it does the shit does not make any sense 
why like is there something psychologically wrong with these people you have the fame you know you have you know the money you know you can you know first of all you get all that money all that fame you know change your appearance fix yourself up but of course it's it's just too hard because just the gluttony just the you know just settling for what they have now well you know i I'm good like I'm I'm I have money I'm famous I don't need to worry about my appearance who cares people know me but at the end of the day he's still lonely and it's, it's just people like that just gross me out but at the same time like there's just very deep rooted psychological problems that this you know that this person has um let's see that we're almost done with this shit Getting like grossed out more. On December eleventh, twenty twenty, Bryant posted a picture of himself posing with a female fan, claiming that they were dating. It was proven false due to the fact that the NFL hasn't allowed any in-person attendance since the start of COVID nineteen pandemic. Afterwards, he got called yet again, texting a minor. EDP released another response to Code Raving, stating that he already had a girlfriend named Jessica, and that he did not plan on revealing. Or to his fans As of December 2020 He has been caught texting a total of 8 minors And in that video That confrontation video He Like if you You're being approached And you, you know If you watch to, you know, to Catch a Predator And things like that you know, Chris Hansen You know one thing One thing that, that you don't do Is just talk and talk and talk Just is shut up You know they say You know when they're reading your rights Even though they didn't read his rights But when you're arrested by officers And they say You know they read your rights And they say Anything you Anything you say can And will be used against you In the court of law So that means Shut up Don't incriminate yourself And the whole time He was incriminating himself And just Just the whole Thing with, with Chuck Goldstein And, and the, the You know The predator poachers um, this guy's name Alex. Like they just fucked up. They really fucked up. They they did not. They they were trying to do a good thing, but when you have shitty people doing good things, it gets muddied. It gets overshadowed, and that's what happened. And it's it's insane. It's it's just EDP incriminating himself. Number one. And during the whole time, uh, you know, Alex and the other guy, they kept making fat jokes. They kept just giggling, laughing. It's like, it's, it's just serious. So they're trying to do a good thing, but they didn't handle it right. A lot of things could be could have been handled. And if they would have let the police, like, in on this, what they were doing, and, you know, never know, probably they were investigating him. But now the case is like, Muddy because of course Of what happened And then they find out that Alex was You know he was basically cancelled He was outed for being a piece of garbage As well But for different reasons as well So we're gonna read Okay Almost done here I want one more paragraph On April 18th 2021 Two YouTubers specializing in pedal hunting Alex Rosen With the channel Chuck Goldstein Formerly using the 
channel Predator Poachers and CC Unit recorded interaction held by Dom with Brian uh, concerning the messages that were exchanged by someone who posed as a 13 year old girl excuse me uh, as a 13 year old and Brian confirmed uh, and Brian contained sexual content including a dick pic and content revealing either his ejaculation or masturbation sent by Brian the full video of him being confronted was released on April 20. Uh, April 20th and the video includes footage of Alex contacting local authorities on Brian however it is unknown at this time if the authorities had taken any action against Brian before this Brian has made video on his backup channel EDP uh, 445.2.0 announcing that he will delete all his videos on his main channel however many have mistaken this uh being after the altercation many of the people who were associated with Brian announced that they cut ties with him and since lost a large number of his subscribers on his main channel. On April 23rd, 2021, Brian has pirated all his videos, including most of his most of his videos on EDP uh, 4452.0 and all his other channels and since then Chet Goldstein's channel has been terminated as well as EDP's main two channels gone because of this. And uh, I think Facebook, uh, yeah, and um, I think EDP has a website as well. So he moved all his all his content on his website. It's just it's a mess. And this saga, I'm, I'm glad that this saga is like, um, for now, it's come to a conclusion. But it was a a crazy ride. I did not know about EDP until. A lot of people were bringing it up. I, I just saw this one, of like this one tweet on, on Twitter, and it was him just basically, you know, talking to a girl on Instagram, and it was just so, oh my god, it was so cringe, and it was just disgusting. It was cringe. It's a lot of cringe. It's a lot of damn cringe. It's like, whoa, like. Um, Jesus Christ, man! Like, uh, people need help, man. Um, it's just so. All, all this is it's just disgusting. It's cringe. This guy needs help. If you know, I, I feel like he should go to jail, like straight up. You know, once it's proven, once all the evidence is presented, and you. I felt like probably the police were investigating, you know, but it probably is just, again, they're trying to do a good thing, but they weren't angels and actually pieces of shit. So what our takeaway from this, don't be a creep, weirdo, pedophile. And if you're confronted and accused of something, say nothing Call your fucking lawyer, you know, and in EDP's case, he just could not help to incriminate himself, and that's what happens. And he, even on that video, that that infamous video, he mentioned that he, it, it happened many times before, and the reason why he was on his way to, to this decoy's house was to get a cupcake. Oh, she made a cupcake for me, and I... Like you drove all the way from where you're at because it's not like around the block. <laughs> it's just 
oh my god this is so mind-boggling the more i think about it again this is more mind-boggling it's getting, getting kind of heated but we gotta we just gotta chill we just gotta chill okay now now that's out of the way we're going to talk about a little bit about kevin samuels so kevin samuels i did not know about this man until you know of course people on social media was talking about him on youtube uh, some people i know and it was like oh man this this guy is talking truth this man is talking you know logic he's bringing up a lot of good points and there's this other gentleman that you know is in this story but that's not the focus i feel in in my opinion uh this man named tommy sotomayor I listened to him back in 2011, 2012, and I was like, man, this guy, um, this guy is, you know, that old school feeling, uh, you know, respect him at the time. And of course, you know, as you gain popularity, you're going to have those trolls, you're going to have people within, you know, infighting. It's a mess. And I felt like some of the things that Tommy did, uh, he did along the way hurt And of course you're going to have people Take what others say And run with it And then just You know just make it their own And understand Tommy's plight But at the same time And this is not a A a this or, or just me Downplaying Or just Just slander It's just From what I've seen yeah, I feel like Kevin Samuels stole what Tommy said, lingo and everything. That that I have a problem with. You, you can't just steal someone's life and and all that. It's one thing you you you, you steal something that someone said and you, you twist it. Whatever. That's one thing. But when you just stealing quotes and instances from one's life that. You know something you and, and your mother or any of your family members had discussed, and then you using that as, as your own. Yeah, I have a problem with that. You know that that's that's as far as I, you know, I go because I do feel where Tommy is coming from. I really do. But at the same time, I feel like, and this is what Tommy said, which I also agree with. I don't feel like the leader. Is at fault like hundred percent at fault? I feel like it's the fans because the fans again. What what word comes comes to mind when you think of fan fanatic, and with this fanaticism of of, of these movements and things like that, you're gonna have a lot of people just take what Kevin Samuel say and never mind. When he says something, and you gotta wait, we gotta be, you gotta be like, wait a minute. Mm, excuse me, you gotta be like, wait a minute, like, you, you know that that's wrong. You know, correct yourself, blah, blah blah. People get so fanatical to the point that when people, you know, when that leader says something that's out of line or he's wrong, or you see something, you see some inconsistencies, they're not gonna see it. They're not gonna care. They're gonna turn a blind eye to it because oh well everything else he's saying is cool everything else is saying his message but 
there's a lot of inconsistencies there. And when people don't, when people don't acknowledge that, hey, you can like the message, you can like what the person's saying, you can like, uh, you know, the solid dress or whatever, you can like the personality, what have you, if it's original or not. The problem is when the person is incapable of being corrected and when the fans aren't doing their job to keep this person honest. And that's where I'm like, yeah, like that aspect that I understand. And I feel like the fans make things worse. Fans make a lot of things worse. They could be the best asset, but they could also be a liability. You know, like in wrestling, I'm a big wrestling fan. And there's a lot of instances where, yeah, like wrestling, you know, we had a lot of great moments of wrestling, but then you have instances where wrestling can be such a drag because the wrestler, the wrestling fans make it so unbearable. They, they make us feel embarrassed to be wrestling fans. Same thing with sports, what have you, you know, MMA, but more so wrestling because I feel like wrestling fans, while when we pull together, it's something great, but a lot of times you have those uh, smart marks that will just go around and just, just they just can't help themselves. And you know, Money Night rolls on right now, and I'm glad I'm not watching that garbage. Just booking story bad. Just week by week, it's like the same matches over and over again. Anyway, but the other thing I want to talk about Kevin Sams is that. It seems like a lot of his fan base love it when they, when when he, you know, Kevin Samuels just shit talks women, just berates them, put them down, tell them that you're never going to find a high value man. You know, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, a 24 year old young lady, you know, that's kind of oxymoron, but a 24 year old woman. You know, she has a whole life ahead of her and automatically he's telling her, Oh well, like just buy a dog and a cat because you're not gonna you're not gonna find anyone. Or a forty five year old woman that has three kids that divorced the husband because he was found cheating, even though the person the man that cheated is a high value man, but he cheated. I feel like if you put yourself or you you Choose to be in that situation where you're with someone and they cheated, they did, they did you wrong, and the only reason why you're staying with them is because they have money or because they're a high value man. Or same thing with, with the you know with the fellas. If you stay with a woman, oh she's she's smoking hot, but she cheated. We know, you know, you know, I know, we know. Everyone knows that she's not good for for you, and you stay with her because oh man, she has a nice ass. Oh my gosh, she's pretty. Like, Many women out there, don't don't belittle yourself. Don't downgrade yourself. Don't put yourself through that just because a man has money or because a woman has features or whatever that you like. And and as far as this whole high value crap, money is while it's important, it's not the only thing. I feel like today nowadays these youngins they talk about money like it's the important thing what about character what about personality what about how you carry yourself any family values that you have you know are, are you know if you want to have children are, are you willing to be a good father are you willing to be 
you know, good husband. Money doesn't give you character, doesn't give you personality. Yeah, you can buy a lot of things. Trust me. I know people will love to have a lot more money, but character is important. Having personality, having, you know, qualities of a man, qualities of a woman. That's what makes you high value, not money. Anyone can, you can get a million, two million, ten million, twenty million dollars, but if you're a piece of shit when you got that money, you're still a piece of shit. If you are responsible with your money, then you're going to be back to to being broke. If you have all this money, but you you beat on women or you berate men or what have you, you still a piece of shit. You're still a piece of garbage. So having money just makes you just you're able to pretty up things. And you know, there's a lot of things Kevin Samuel says that you don't know, make sense. You know, you gotta and it's things I feel like we shouldn't already know. I feel like no one should have to tell you this. It shouldn't have to be like, oh my god, like he's saying some real stuff. I gotta, you know, uh take care of my appearance. I gotta get a haircut. I gotta you know, line up, you know, if I have fish, I got to line it up. I got to look nice, fresh. I got to take care of my body, my skin. I got to go work out. I got to eat clean. I got to you know, present myself. That's stuff that should already be taught. That's nothing groundbreaking. That's nothing uh, breaking news. That That's something that should already be a thing. And I feel like while, again, what a lot of stuff he's saying is you know it makes good points. I feel like on one hand the fans do hurt any you know any you know any uh following or message. I feel like the fans can either make a break. And also the fact that there's a lot of men out there who just love to see one be berated, put down and, and dissected to the point that they just they're beside themselves. And I feel like as a man, I do my best to look a certain way, to carry myself a certain way, so that way when, you know, I get the rest of my shit together, then the woman that I want, the woman that that I'm trying to get, you know, to, I'm trying to attract will come to me. You know, you don't need all this fancy jewelry. You don't need to wear the suits. You don't, you don't need to wear all this other stuff. You need to have an expensive car. You know, of course, you can get those easily. But what what matters is character, personality, how you carry yourself, how how you treat others. That's what makes you high value. Not money, cars, accessories, things like that. That's all physical that's all just earthly possessions how you carry yourself mentally spiritually how you treat others your character is are what makes you high value man or high value woman and again it's not you know just shit talking on Tommy or or Kevin Sam it's just my from my take just my just from my eyes, my point of view, what I'm looking at. I see where both people are talking about. I see the points they're making, but the fans 
as well. They had to see, well, he can say all these good stuff, but when he says something that's incorrect or something he's misinformed or just the way that he just goes at women, you got to call it out. When he says that if you're 24 or you're, you know, if you're 24 or just if, if you have a certain mentality, I, I believe with the 24-year-old girl, he brought up feminism and it had nothing to do with the conversation. And it's just like planting seeds. It's like, you know how I feel about feminism. You know, I feel like if you care about women, if you want them to do well, if you believe that, you know, while I don't believe that they can lift crazy heavy, but I believe that they have a, a role in society. I feel like they have a part, family, you know, in, in the workforce, the nurturer, the caregiver, you know, the the emotional stability that women should be, not drama, not pettiness, no no war at home. It should be all nurturing. It should be uh, that emotional connection, that emotional peace. That's what women, sh- women should bring to the table as well as, hey, you, you, you're making, making good money for yourself. You look good. You take care of yourself. You, you value yourself. You, you had good character. That's important too. And I just feel like we need to just get back to basics with this, this whole thing all being a high value man, woman. Back to basics. And just stop with all the kindergarten shit. Stop with all the elementary school shit. But yeah, that's just my take. No hate on Tommy, no hate on Kevin Samuels. It's just the fans can be just nearsighted sometimes. And met the messages from both people. While I agree sometimes, you know, in Tommy's case, sometimes he can be a bit, you know, he can be his own worst enemy. He brought it up. And someone that admit, well, I'm not high value. He doesn't think he is. Many people seem that he is for many different reasons. I think that there's, there is a place where, you know, I definitely feel like there's room for Tommy Sotomayor. I feel that there's room for Kevin Samuels. And I feel like, yes, we can be our, our greatest strength, but we can also be our greatest weakness ourselves. Um, we can be the greatest asset, but we can also be a liability. And that's why I feel like, yeah, we, there's just... Just people need to chill. People need to calm down. People need to stop with all this, like, just turf warfare and, you know, all the, the Tommy haters and the Kevin haters. Like, I just want shit to make sense. I'm just, like, watching. It's like, okay, he, he stole this. You know, we know that. But the message is there. I just wish that people can just move on. Just... We know the, we know the deal. We know the scoop, but we do need to just get back to the message, get back to the basics. And again, fans need to just chill. Ooh, as a, a holy rant. So, what we're gonna talk about? Ah, Invincible. I want to just talk about Invincible for like a few minutes. I don't want this to go like. Super long. We're already an hour into this, and I'm like, I'm just fired up. I'm, I'm just loving this episode. How it's going? And again, I want to, you know, shout out everyone listening to this. 
appreciate you guys. You're awesome. You're amazing. We're almost done. We got to get through Invincible. Have my little review on it. I do want to talk about my thoughts on the Biden presidency so far. In a few words, I'll get into it in more detail down the line. And also the tweet of the week. Because this person makes Twitter. Uh, I actually look forward to going on Twitter to see what this person tweets about. And it's it's just something that I, that I love. Like just seeing people who just are are not with the bullshit. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just about just facts. They're just about keeping it real. And it doesn't matter where you come from, your background, your nationality, where you live at, just the the common goal that, yo, like we we're just, you know, awake, not woke. Just awake. We see the BS. We just wanna let let live and let live. We want to just do our thing, make a living. We don't wanna control people. We we don't wanna tell people what to do. We don't wanna just control people's lives We're not about that And there's just people that just won't leave us the hell alone Because they have nothing to show for themselves So they just want to put others down They want to control And you know that's how it is But yeah we're going to talk about that I can't wait That's the last thing on the show But right now we're just going to go into the invincible route So whew, Just going like You know 40 miles an hour so Invincible, a few weeks ago, the season finale of the hit show on Amazon Prime Video, Invincible, uh, aired what well, was you know available to stream, and it's a good show. And shout outs to Rome himself. He's he suggested that I watch the series, and I was like, hmm, kind of, kind of. I'm thinking about, it, but the reason why it's kind of hesitant is because a lot of shows they seem good they start off good they're like oh yeah like i'm liking this and then it just goes into preachy social justice sjw mode uh pretentious um you know just pick a hashtag and just throw it throw it in there see see if it lands a lot and i'm just tired of that we have entertainment for a reason is to escape and yeah you can put well-meaning messages i remember watching family matters fresh prince seven heaven uh uh, living color different world uh full house things like that and i seen even though there were sitcoms you've seen a lot of real issues, especially with, you know, Family Matters, Fresh Prince. Like, you've seen a lot of instances of discrimination and being a person of color. I hate that term, but, you know, as, as you know, a, a black person, you know, going through high school, going through college, you, you, you see that. Being a, a teenager, being an adolescent, you know, being a, a, a well-off black family, you see things and you had a lot of good lessons but when it comes to when it comes to the shows now it doesn't have that that lesson you you so the character has an obstacle they they get beat down or they have resistance they come back they they train or they they wise up they come back 
to the big baddie or the big obstacle. They deal with it, and there's a lesson learned. Or someone just, just you know, it could be their protagonist. They learn something through dealing with dealing with someone with a person in in a in a scenario that could happen in real life. And it's not pretentious, but you get you have a lesson learned. The character learns a lesson. They they become better, smarter, brighter, and they 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 run from there. They take it from there. Now with these shows, it's just there's no, there's none of that. None of the things I mentioned, learn a lesson, going through adversity, you know, gaining experience, you know, gaining exp. None of that. It's just oh, let's everyone win a trophy because I'm a person of color. Let's win a trophy because I'm black or I'm gay or I'm Asian. Things like that. Let's let's just not have to deal with actually putting in work because, you know. We're the token characters of the show, or it's it's bad if people of color have to, you know, go through adversity and and come out of it being stronger and being wiser, and you know, just having that lesson learned. No, nope, that, that's 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 too much work. Everyone got a trophy. Um, oh, do better, like in uh, Winter Soldier. But. With Invincible, and sorry, I keep going on this long rants, but it's just, it is needed. Invincible is a good show. It, it starts off slow, but it builds up. And by the, the end of the first episode, you're like, what the fuck? And for those who, who watch the series, you know, watch it again and again, you know what happens at the end of episode one. For those who haven't, please go check it out on Amazon Prime Video. If you have Amazon Account and you have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Prime Video, um, and also another episode, The Boys. Still haven't finished it. I'm on the middle of season two, but definitely watch The Boys. It's a good show. Um, watch Invincible first, then watch The Boys because you have more to watch with The Boys since it's two seasons out so far. But with Invincible, it's a it's based off a comic book and it's animated. It is very violent, very gory. And the main character, which is uh, uh, his last name, Grayson, and he, uh, Mark, excuse me, Mark Grayson, I'm sorry, just going on on these rants is just, <laughs> um, it's insane, but uh, let's go through the synopsis here. 17-year-old Mark Grayson is just... Every guy his age, except that his father is Omni-Man, the most powerful superhero on the planet. As Mark develops his own powers, he discovers his his father's legacy may not be as heroic as it seems. Mm, Excuse me. So, it it says right there. So, it says right there that you get a good amount of the show right there. It's, you're following a teenage boy. He's trying to follow in his father's footsteps. And then he learns more about his father, and we learn more about his father. But his, you know, the son, uh, Mark, he starts to unravel things as the show progresses, and you get to see him struggle with being, for the most part, being a, a superhero and being a teenager and handling, you know, his schooling and his relationships and his friends and his family. And then you see the other plot. With you know Omni Man, who we think is this good guy, but then this is more to him. We learn more about you know 
where he's from and you learn have all these cast of characters you know you have all these other superheroes and it's a it's an amazing show not preachy i'm glad that it wasn't super preachy because then i wouldn't have enjoyed it i'm worried that season two may have a lot of that preachiness but fingers crossed because i enjoyed this this is one of the few shows i was actually hyped for i was excited for so i'm i'm very excited i'm i'm hopeful for the future of this show and the the cast that they have for the show is just it's crazy a lot of uh a lot of familiar faces here you have Stephen Wynn as invincible he was uh Glenn from Walking Dead you have J.K. Simmons who is a phenomenal actor like he plays the best bad guys but he also played good guys too you know, but I think playing a bad guy is, is his role. And it's funny because he's like a cool dude. You know, when you see him like off the screen, off the movie screen, you see him it's like, whoa, like this guy's actually pretty chill, pretty cool. But and he plays such a, a, a just a, a good villain. Then you have our you have Mark Hamill, you know, Mark Hamill for we, we, we don't need to we don't need him. Bring him up. We know. Um, but another, just an, another good cast, another good casting as Sandra O, oh, as a uh, Debbie Grayson, uh, the wife of uh, Ami Man and uh, the mother of Invincible. It's it's, it's a and you have Seth Rogen as well. Seth Rogen's in here as uh, Alan the Alien. Like it's just a good cast. It's, it's a good cast, and even just the the characters in the show. Like they have a lot of personality. They're not just one dimensional. They're not NPCs. They have a lot of layers to them. I wish that there were a few more episodes so that way we can get more of that fleshed out. But at least, at least, um. You know, at least we have a lot of character development. We have, you know, characters that have story and, and personality and, and substance. So I'm, I'm happy with this show. And surprisingly, it's, again, it's on Prime Video. It's insane. But I guess Amazon needed more shows because besides The Boys, there's not much on there. But now we have two shows. And I can't wait. I really can't wait. Okay, that's just that's my review on the boys. Excuse me, on Invincible, but watch the boys too. I'm actually gonna try and watch back the second season, and I'm gonna try to watch Invincible again because it's such a great show. I, I gotta stop <laughs> before I, I can make this whole podcast about the second half of this podcast about Invincible. But no, so. Let's see what's on the docket now. What's left? Okay, Biden presidency. Oof, okay. Let me keep this quick because I, I want this to be at least an hour and 30. So just my view of just the Biden presidency as a whole, like, to me it's just, 
it's just a lot of division. It's more division. It's it's just a lot of division. It's a lot of uh, just moralization. Uh, no accountability. No responsibility. Um, ass backwards. Uh, politics. A lot of social justice. Politics is, is no is nothing about just getting people back to work, working with communities, and just letting people do their thing. Instead of having your hands on everything and, and having those all this bureaucracy and, and government in the way, just let people do their thing. And it seems like that's not happening anytime soon because now you have an establishment player in the White House. So when you have someone in the establishment, that's what you're going to have. You're not going to have people, you're not going to have the ability for people to do what they got to do. You know, I, I'm all for less government. When you have too much government, that's why you have issues like no no clean drinking water in Flint, Michigan. Why the infrastructure is shit. And you say, oh, well, there's the infrastructure bill that Biden's doing. But, of course, it's stopped by bureaucracy because... They can't help but to spend billions and trillions of dollars of, of pork like they did with the last stimulus truck. And it, it's it's insane that people are saying, oh, this is, he's doing a good job. Of course, because the media, the propaganda machine is so strong. So, of course, they say anything. We believe it and we don't question it. And I'm all for a questioning. I'm all for saying, yeah, like. This is this is something that we have to talk about. This is something that we gotta address. And it's scary that and nowadays the truth is like dangerous. You can't speak out. If you do, you're you're blacklisted, you're blackballed. It's crazy. I remember a time when, you know, journalism and, and the media were just it, it was the tool of the of the everyday citizen You got the truth out there And no one can silence you But now the truth Is being silenced by that same power Because The media The mainstream media is the fourth branch of the government You know It is And that's why I didn't coin that phrase myself Then you know It's this um, this rapper MC, his name is Immortal Technique, and he coined that in one of his songs. The fourth branch, I think that was in. We gotta look this up now. We gotta look this up now. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see the fourth. Yes. It is, yes, I knew it. It is in the album Revolutionary Volume 2. The song is titled The Fourth Branch. So, in, in, in the song, he talks about just the media, how they're the fourth branch of the government. You know, he, he, just, he just, just goes on because around this time, in 2003 when the album was released it was you know when bush was in office you know a few years two years after 9 11 
and the war on terror. Oof. But he had a lot of good songs. Um, it's it's a good song. Check it out. Fourth branch of the government. Excuse me. The fourth branch by Mo Technique. And that's where I got the, the phrase from. I didn't steal it. I didn't copy it. <laughs> Just, you know, but I use that term a lot because it's the truth. You have the media being used by the government to basically put their propaganda and no one notices propaganda because it's not it's it's not people wearing you know the the brown shirts and, and the boots and you know the you know when a certain figure that you that you howl during the Nazi Germany days and it's it's crazy it's just a lot of ass backwardness um, they call it the insurrection worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and even World War Two. It's it's just insane. The, that whole event and you know that event was on my birthday and that's why like now every time I think about January sixth, it's just I just feel so down because again, that that day was used to to Basically demonize people And of course there's always going to be Shit people no matter what group Like we mentioned earlier with the Tommy and Kevin Samuels uh, Segment but You're going to have Fanatical people on all sides It's not just It's not just one or the other And this is what people Need to understand about You know everything that's going on There always needs to be a boogeyman and now that that boogeyman is gone, which is Trump, now they got to have another one. And like I mentioned with, you know, the year 2003 with Moral Technique and his, and his song from his album, uh, The Fourth Branch by Moral Technique from the album Revolutionary Bond 2, you know, you have that boogeyman, which was Osama bin Laden, um, Radical Islam, then you have Saddam Hussein, weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, they, they sprinkled in, you know, OGBYN, women's rights, gay rights, they, gay marriage. So they had things to to occupy the regular people so that way people would excuse everything else that they were doing. With, you know, the U.S. government, the powers that be. And it's, it's crazy. I remember when they had like a like a bailout. They gave like everyone like six hundred dollars, I believe. Um, but never in my lifetime I seen so many stimulus checks go out. I, I remember that that one check. Um, but I was too young. I was like what thirteen. I don't remember the the, the year. But I remember like I was, you know, I, I wasn't old enough. But I remember when it was giving out giving out those checks. But it has so many stimulus checks. Like it's insane. The spending is insane. That's one of the things that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a front row seat to. So, but yeah, that that's just my thought on the whole you know Biden presidency. It's it's just, just it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I hope things got better, but it's just people got what they wanted. It's like oh, we wanted Trump out. He he's cancer. He's evil. He's racist. He's this and that. But yeah, someone that's worse. And you know he's establishment, so of course people are gonna like that. Um, people don't like an outsider. They don't like an outsider that that's 
doing stuff. They were afraid. What you you see and um, you know you have the media. This is going to another thing. I, I, I'm gonna go like ten minutes more. I was trying to end it before an hour and thirty, but it's hour and twenty eight. Apologies, but just so much. And I feel like this is gonna be a good show. You know that momentum. So yeah, we're gonna ride that momentum as uh, much as we can. Go like ten fifteen minutes. Let's see. Hmm. From TCAT MPS uh, tweeted, if you cheer Trump for being banned, don't get mad at this because this was a slippery slope of censoring that was opened up when big tech was empowered through uh, the unilateral and unregulated power. And this person retweeted this tweet from AJ Plus and talking about Instagram and Twitter removed dozens of posts and accounts. With info about forced removals of Pakistan of uh, Pakistanis in Shira, uh, oh my God, it's a Sheik Sheik, excuse me, Sheik Jariah. Um, I apologize. Uh, says groups post about Colombia's protests were also removed. I saw a few of those videos about uh, Colombia's protests that they were uh, shutting down the um, the uh, the towers. The mobile cell towers and the Wi-Fi, I believe. So people won't send videos out to the rest of the world what's going on there. Because there's a lot of, I think everywhere in the world except in, in the West and in the United States are um, protesting about everything that's going on. Because people know, and first of all, we have it too good here. I was expecting when they did the whole lockdowns and and the, the mass mandates that people were going to say, fuck no, fuck this shit. But people just went along with it. And other countries, like, people are just fed up. Just things are getting worse. And now that Trump is out of office, all those peace deals, all those uh, peace agreements, out the window. Because war, war, war is the name of the game. Uh, but yeah, companies say it's an error. Quote unquote error and restore them, but users say some are still missing. So when they say, oh, it's an error, it's a glitch, all intentional, it's the shit's all intentional. This shit's all intentional here. And it's, it's just nuts that again, a lot of people don't know about this because we want the censorship. People, Wanted this, they wanted Trump out so bad. Oh, we we're gonna use this to get rid of this guy. But then, now that you have you now that these these tech companies have the power, we give them power. You think that? Oh, okay. Well, you you got rid of Trump for us. Um, thank you. So we're gonna get it back. So no. Once you give these people power, they're not gonna just take it back. Oh, okay. We'll give it back. That's no, they're gonna keep it, they're gonna use it, they're gonna expand their power, and that's what happened. So, you got Trump gone, you got Trump banned. Okay, now it's 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 fair game. Now, when there's actual things going on in the world, when you have protests, when you have people uh revolting, you're not gonna know about it because media is gonna censor it, and it's scary. And the way that that things get around is through hashtags, through through you know these hashtags like they there's a reason why hashtagging is is a thing 
is super important. When you get rid of the ability for people to communicate and send messages and send news, that's censorship. But again, people got what they wanted. So now when the sword is used against you, don't get mad. Just saying. I'm just saying. Okay. Tweet of the day. The tweet of the day is by, and she's like amazing on Twitter. <laughs> uh, she's at uh, Little Puff. Uh, that's Puff with three apps. Okay, just making sure I don't. Yeah, so it's Little Puff. Uh, one of her tweets she said early in the afternoon, early today. On May 10th, 2021 She said People get offended When you say losing weight Solves the majority of your health issues Welcome to the new age With two laughing emojis Yes And then to follow out that tweet She says this is what happens when you have a generation Growing up getting participation trophies For accomplishing nothing at all LOL It's true when you encourage people not to work hard and to go through adversity, like I mentioned with how art is imitating life, a lot of these TV shows, you have characters, you have people that, that don't go through adversity, that they don't, they just have what they have automatically. And for the same things that we talk about, oh, the rich, they have this, they don't have to, they don't have to, they don't have to uh, scrap and scrape for anything. They just have, they just have it because. They, they they were born into it, but the same way that you 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 call out the rich, you know, quote unquote rich, you guys are doing the same thing in not working hard, not working for your for your stuff. If there's a problem, instead of dealing with it, you want things to be banned. You want to go to your safe spaces. You want you want to be a tattletale. You just want to cry in your corner. Like I'd never seen a generation so spineless in my life, and uh, this this young lady, um, I, mean, I don't know how old she is, um, but I mean, she's old enough to have some sense when she's tweeting and is entertaining. She has a lot of informative tweets, a lot of entertaining stuff, and she's. She talks her shit and she does it well And she's about the truth and she's Legit And this is what I mean like You find that one that one Twitter account It could be comedy It could be about gaming It could just be Just, just speaking out about stuff Just being not woke Because I hate that term Being awake, being aware Being your own person Not being a A, a a high mind of, of drones and automatons and NPCs, just being being real, just being human beings with backbone. I remember at my old job, one of the things they had on the on the written up on the walls said to disagree, have a backbone. But that is the most the biggest and most ridiculous Pile of horseshit I ever heard Because nowadays you can't Disagree if you ref- Respectfully disagree About something you get called out You get called a hater You get called a bunch of, a 
bunch of words, a bunch of terms or whatever. Oh, you're this or that phobe. It's crazy. Uh, have a backbone. Nope. Can't have a backbone. Can't disagree. You can't stand up for yourself. You can't, you know, talk like you have some sense. You can't uh, be your own person. You got to be part of a, of a uh, high mind, uh, NPC-like mentality. And, you know, again, shout-outs to to Little Puff, you know, at Little Puff, uh, Princess Pisces, because she she is bringing the real and of course it's it's crazy a lot of these a lot of these people that are aware they're awake they 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 speak the truth seeing a lot of you know beautiful you know beautiful women and just handsome men and no is nothing suspect when i say that because you can tell a guy you know the guy hey you know yo nice shirt Nice outfit, same thing with, with female. Hey, you know, you look good, blah, blah, blah. Nice outfit, nice dress, nice, you know, nice hair. I, I like complimenting people, and it seems like we got to do more of that. And a lot of people in this, in this sector, in this section, are attractive. They're pleasant to look at. I bet they smell good. A lot of them are in shape or getting in shape, getting back to shape or getting in shape. And they have a bit of backbone to them. Which is insane to think that that's rare. And it's gonna be rare because a lot of a lot of the people who are in in, in you know in basically in the in the sphere who are in the popular the, the populist movement and in the left and all that, they're just out of shape, sloppy looking, probably smell terrible. They have no sense of awareness, no sense of style, fashion, no personality. All their personality comes from whatever hashtag is is trending, whatever movement they're a part of. Um, you know, soy, because of course you got to have soy. Every everything has to be soy. Everything has to be so feminine and and. Just, just lacking and spineless jellyfish, soy jellyfish. Oh my gosh, just a bunch of soy ass jellyfish. Soy boy, soy boy. Exactly. Thank you, PewDiePie. Just, just a bunch of soy boy betas. Like I see on social media It's crazy It's insane But again Shout outs to You know At Little Puff That's Puff with Three F's um, Shout outs to her Love her tweets She's very entertaining Funny as hell uh, Quite the looker too And yeah Just Check Give her a follow Check her stuff out If you are on that in that vein, you know, but guys, it's, it's been fun. An hour and 39 minutes with 28, 29, 30 seconds in. I appreciate you. Um, guys, check out my, my other content. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Like I said, we were talking about Twitter. I'm on Twitter at room prime underscore three. I'm on Twitch 
twitch.tv slash roomprime3. Also, my website, check out my website, roomprimetv.com. Uh, please check it out. It's on construction, but definitely check out the website. Also, check out Instagram, Facebook at Room Prime Podcast. And of course, you got all the way to the end of this. You're awesome. You're amazing. You guys are the MVP. I love you. And yeah, we're going to we're going to do this. You guys have been amazing. Listen, I've nearly two hours of me talking and rant. This is a have fun with this one. I, I I did an episode over Mother's Day weekend, but I wanted to do it over because I, I kind of just I, I feel like I I could have done better. And I just took a few minutes just to formulate something. And when I get organized, I'm dangerous in a good way. I'm the organization king. So guys, with that being said. Thank you for tuning in. I'm going to shut the hell now. Get this edited for you. So you can listen to it. And please remember, roomprimetv.com. Twitter, roomprime underscore three. Peace.